Okay, actually, let's start this off by uh, I'm I'm still checking levels, but I I want Paige to recount the last time she performed with you, Mateen, because it's very funny. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I would like to hear. It's it's crazy to think that that was like a year and a half ago now. Like, oh wow, that's how long it's been. It seems like it was yesterday, but I was talking to Armando about it the other day, and that was back when we were first talking about incorporating, and it's been like a year and a half since then. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Yeah. So wait, what tell, tell him what you were, you were at, it was like a bar show, right? Or what was yeah, it? Oh, it was like, it was like it was, the Deep Valley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah, was like Thousand yeah. Oaks, uh, yeah. or Sherman Oaks, one of the Oaks. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was the Oaks. It was the Oaks, and uh, we had started the show, and uh, when we got there, Alex let us know that you were going to be at the end of the lineup just because you couldn't get there at the beginning of the show. There was, like, some uh-huh. other show you had or something. And so the show gets started, and it is the worst audience. Like, I don't think I've had a worse audience except for last <laughs> night when I did a roast for Reddit. But like, oh, wow. like, like other than that, like it was the angriest, most ungrateful 40 year old white people I've ever seen. Just like a sea of of upset private school parents. Mm. And they hated everyone, every single person that went up. And it didn't help that like one or two of the early comics just bit it anyway. Like even with a good audience, it would have been bad, but then good people started to go up and they still were just like, no, like we paid for tickets, but no. So I go up and in the middle of my set, you got there and I got to watch you walk through (laughs) because you had to like walk around the audience to get to where the comics were Uh a group of angry white people wearing a dashiki and a Malcolm X hat and I just got to watch the wave of like confusion and fear as it swept through the audience and I think I actually said hi to you from the stage because I like I couldn't just outright laugh about it but it was one of the best things I'd ever seen and then they loved you which was great you won them over Ah, that's my that's my audience, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I I did a show in Ohio once, and oh, I was I was like, this is gonna suck. And then afterwards, they were just so nice. I was just talking so much shit about them. Like, oh, <laughs> man, Your that. entire set that night was basically like, "Fuck you, old white people," and they were like, yes. "He's right. We are old and white. Oh my god." <laughs> that's that's the through line of my comedy. Fuck old white people. Um, <laughs> They loved Armando that night, too. He was just like, who's blazing? And they're like, secretly all of us. (laughs) That's funny, because that's actually... So the first time I met Mateen was in Idaho. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at at Laugh Fest? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, at Laugh Fest. (laughs) Yeah, two black L.A. comics meet in Idaho. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know when I went to Laugh Fest, I hung out with Julian Fernandez the entire time. And mm. for almost everywhere we went, I think they were like, what is that? <laughs> like, we've never seen in, a Mexican this close. Oh, okay. As in the, per- <laughs> the person you were walking with. Um, that's so funny. Okay, well, let's start the podcast. Um, yeah, 
let's just do it. Um, it's yeah, let's do it. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to Black Card Rehab, a show where we go from zero to black one episode at a time. I am joined today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to add that in every time now. Is <laughs> um, I'm joined by my white friend Paige. Hey, Paige. Hello. Uh, on a scale of zero to black, how are you feeling today? Uh, on a scale of zero to black, I would love to feel like Lawrence Fishburne in school days, but I think I'm a lot closer to Lawrence Fishburne on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Wow. <laughs> good reference. Good reference. A little cowboy Curtis action. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um. And Crystal, on a scale of zero to African American, how are you feeling today? I think I am a jigaby. Uh, which is a mix between a chickaboo and a wannabe. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking a maybe jig-a-bee. a mix bet- between the J word and a Beyonce fan. <laughs> a jigaboo. A yeah. jigaboo. That that definitely sounds like a racial slur. Um, <laughs> <It> all is. <laughs> um, and today I have a hilarious guest. Um, he has an album on iTunes. What's your album called again? Uh, it's called Let's Get Mateened. Let's get Mateened. Let's get Mateened. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Let's get Mateened. And when this all opens back up, uh, please go see him. He's very funny. My guest today is Mateen Stewart. And, hey, hey. Uh, hey. On a scale hey. of zero to black, how are you feeling today? I'm black. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm blackity black. Black, black. Black, blackity black. Black, black. <laughs> Awesome. And uh, today, okay, so today's topic is, well, it's a mixture because you have experience with both, I guess, the pop culture reference, but also the actual thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about school days. Yeah. Which Paige and I just watched for the first time ever. Oh, 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 wow. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We like, we like. But you were also a part of a, a black fraternity, right? Or are I, I, also? I, I a... am a member of Alpha <laughs> Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Yes. Okay. I am. I did. I also went to a black college. Mm-hmm. Which uh, one was that? I went to Florida A&M University in Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, I pledged Alpha there, the Beta New Chapter. Um, it's, it's a little different from what school days is, but... Um, but so, okay, some good. of the things, some some of the things, um, as far as like going to a black college uh, that you have to deal with, um, that happened in school days because like, you know, what you're saying the movie is so great because it does uh, expound about like uh, the levels of blackness and mm-hmm. how black people, you know, define themselves as as black. Like when you ask zero to black, but you know, the different kinds of people like going to like college in a small town. So you have to deal with the locals. So there was different mm-hmm. people like, oh, these people talk bad about these people because they thought that they were better than them. But then mm-hmm. these other people think that these people are mm-hmm. acting like they're better than them. So like, mm-hmm. wh- where, where is, where, what's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. I, I wouldn't turn, uh, change anything about my college experience. So just to back up, so you, when you decided to pledge, 
Mm-hmm. Was there any like? Did you have any family that had pledged? Like, yeah. So my okay. my dad my dad is an alpha. So growing okay. up, it was around me. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. So he he would always you know he was he's big time like wearing his his nailia his well we call it nailia but paraphernalia like oh you know, okay I didn't even know that okay you have to yeah teach us all you, this, you, so. yeah you call it nailia like so your letters when you mm-hmm. wear them out that's called nailia so paraphernalia. Okay. And you know, my dad would wear the hats and and the shirts and like I'll see him when he was with other brothers and like they do their little handshake and I was like, Man, that's so cool. I wanna do that. <laughs> uh, and then he would always, you know, tell me like, Oh yeah, this this guy's a brother, this guy's a brother. So what really hit home for me is when uh when I found out Martin Luther King was an alpha as well. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was born on Martin Luther King's birthday and uh, I went to Martin Luther King High School and our colors are black and gold, which are the same colors of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. So, you know, I was just like, this is this is meant to be, you know, I have all these parallels with with Dr. King. I, I have to I have to join this fraternity and see what it's what's what it's about. Did you feel like it was a calling? I did feel like it like I felt like I belonged like I felt mm-hmm. like I like it was something that I knew that I wanted to do, um, and and then once you get to campus, you know, you see who's doing the most stuff as far as you know Greeks on campus, and I think a lot of times when people think of fraternities, they have like this stereotype uh, that they that they think about it because the trope a lot of times in movies are like white fraternities and like drinking and like partying and like date rape and stuff but it's not it's not it's not even you know stuff yeah. like that. yeah <laughs> like rape well, yeah, I mean you know what I mean like that's the thing like oh you're kickers and, and we know we you know we partied enough but you know our, our, our fraternity you know did have like you know tutor programs you know we cleaned the campus every Saturday you know they were doing you know they were the leaders on campus so like the the SGA mm-hmm. presidents and like the senate they were all uh you know, members of the organization. So I was like, these guys are are pretty cool. And um, yeah, I, 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 I did what I felt like I needed to do to, you know, to get their interest to, to accept me as a member. Like what, like, what does that look like? I mean, when it's just, I, it's, that's why I like being a comedian essentially was like very uh, like, easy to me as far as like the social aspect of it because it's very similar you know you got to go you got to introduce yourself to people you know you got to be around sometimes you go to parties you don't want to be there um Mm. and uh yeah that's yeah you go to places you don't want to be you know you you stand in line for stuff you don't want to yeah Yeah. you don't want to stand in line for you know that Mm -hmm. most of these comedy clubs are like fraternities (laughs) they're just like Mm. yeah what it is so yeah you just you know and you get a you get a brother, just a couple brothers to sponsor sponsor you for membership, two in the chapter, and then one outside of the chapter, and um, yeah, they they vote on you to see if you're, you're um, you know if you're if you're an alpha man quality, you know, and I was, and I, I pledged in the fall of, uh, two thousand and two. Okay, so when you were up for what you were being voted on. Was yeah. there somebody who they voted no on and you were like, yeah, I see that <laughs> like, or well, the opposite? Well, for me, I like we didn't really, uh, you know, you as, a, as an initiant, what you're called when you're or aspirant, um, 
an aspirant, you're you're not uh, you're not a uh, you don't know what's what's going on in the chapter. So you don't even know like who no. else was applying or like uh-uh. trying to. Yeah, be, not till uh... you join your class. Yeah, you don't. No, know. no. But I mean, imagine yeah. like some people like probably said something. There like... were there were there were over uh, three hundred um, boys or men at mm-hmm. our uh, interest meeting. Yeah. So there was like, yeah, so there were over three hundred that that one potential uh, aspirants, and who only, were voted on, but only yeah, twenty yes. made it. Only twenty okay. were able mm-hmm. to make it. Also, I want to um, say uh, use this disclaimer: Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated is a non-hazing <laughs> organization. Yeah, I, like th- this is something that as I was watching School Days, because I I was in a panhellenic sorority in college and I was not hazed at all. And people mm. always ask about it. And I'm like, no, it wasn't really a thing. And some chapters like legitimately are not hazing chapters. I dormed with a couple Alpha Kappa Alphas and they didn't haze either. So, yeah, um, it's let a me lot ask more you movies. This page. When you joined your sorority, did you also feel like it was a calling? Um, It was a thing that a girl that I was friends with in high school did um, when she went away to college. And she was like the only one who did it. Um, and she loved it. And I was like, well, okay, maybe that'll be cool. And I got to college and within like a week was like not friends with people in my dorm. It just didn't super work out. And so I roped in one of my few friends who was a friend from home that went to the same college as me. And we both pledged. But uh, it's kind of a different format, I guess you would say, where um, because we went to a school on the West Coast that didn't have like a huge legacy program for the Greek community. Uh, We literally just kind of got to show up to meetings, go through like a meeting and interview process with about 500 other people. And then you kind of narrow your chapter down and then you go to more meetings with those chapters and then they vote internally, which you don't get to know about until you vote on the next class. Basically Uh, Mm. they vote internally and then they extend you invitations to come join there as an initiate. So like you don't, you then you have like another three months before you're a full member, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and nobody asked me this, but I also was in a sorority. <laughs> Which one? I didn't know this about you. I'm so glad that you're you're bringing it up. Um, it was completely. It's a local. It's like there's no chapter affiliation. There literally is only one of these, and it's at my small private liberal arts school. Uh, oh, because you went to Occidental. <laughs> yes, I did. I went to Obama College. That's right. That's and... right. That's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, oh, no, the, the... <laughs> he went there. I know, I know, Might that's well what I call it, it. I call it Obama College, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I went there, and uh, the saying went that you uh, date an alpha, marry a delta. So, guess what? This bitch became a delta. Yes, I did. <laughs> a delta is it Delta Sigma Theta? 
Nah, it, oh. that's what I'm saying. It's like not connected with any other college. It was Delta Omegron Tau, and it only oh, okay. exists at at Obama College. Oh wow! See, mm-hmm. we yeah. we had tri deltas on campus, oh. and Delta, there Delta, was Delta. a saying: Delta, Delta, Delta. Can I help you? Help you? Help it? And uh, oh, the saying oh. was: If you can't get laid in Tijuana, try Delta, because we I went to school close enough to the border that people would like go to Mexico. <laughs> Oh to party so it's yeah they say horrifying things about people sometimes that doesn't really rhyme Try Delta. it's just a mean thing to say yeah kind of like calling a, the gamma phi betas the jamma vibrators mm-hmm. yeah yeah we um so i i was uh fortunate enough to also go to uh, a school that had another uh university there um, okay. i'm in the city so FAMU is the black college and then FSU is the predominantly white college. So I was able to see some of the, like how the white fraternities did things. Like they had like fraternity row where all the houses and things were like, we had a house, but it was like a house that was passed down. Like one of the brothers father had owned it. And like, you know, we, we had to keep it up and like brothers didn't really live at our fraternity house, but we, Oh, they didn't No, It was like, you know, one dude or two dudes that would live there. And the rent was okay. very cheap if you wanted to, but the, the house itself was not in good shape. So over the years, we've uh, taken an initiative to renovate the house. So the house is, has been renovated um, over the last 10 years. Being in a position where you could see the white fraternities, like what did you think about them at the time? Like in terms of experiencing them, like did you ever go to their parties or like they uh, I went yours, to a, I went to a, I went to a couple parties. Um the 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 general rule was like no kids from FSU came over to FAMU to do anything. <laughs> but we would go to their parties. Like some of the black kids would come over okay. to uh-huh. to our side of town uh-huh. to to party, but like none of the white kids, you know, came mm-hmm. over. And there was a couple like clubs and stuff that was central to both that you know you would see FSU people. Uh, okay. But no, they never really came to our parties. I mean, we went to a couple couple of their parties. I had some some of my frat brothers that were was interested in that lifestyle over there. So um so they they went and what do you mean by lifestyle? Well, you know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they had, they had, they, they, they liked white girls, and uh, so those were, that's where they were. Uh, at that, I mean, that tracks. <laughs> we didn't have any at our school, so you know, they went over there. That's plenty of white girls at FSU. These kids and their lifestyle choices. <laughs> They're in, I mean, that's how it was for me back then. It was still very like taboo to me. Like, oh, okay. Like, I know it's crazy. I'm from Detroit, and then I went to a black college. Come on. That's oh, yeah. so fun. Yeah. Okay, well, let's start talking about this movie. Okay. Yes, let's let's. 1988, Spike Lee. Right, so, when's the last time you saw this movie? I I watched it the other day. I did. I watched. It oh, you did. Day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How I, many I times it, have you seen it? Over a hundred. Over probably more than wow. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole I, way through. Yeah, I I for me like it was I it was such a great movie just because of some of the things that I that I talked about before with like the levels of blackness and like how how different I'm sorry for those notifications how how different you know black people see each other and stuff like that um, and it also like now being 
a graduate of a historically black college, it, it relates so much more. Uh, the 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 pledging and stuff that happened in the movie. Now that that the movie took place in 1988, so it wasn't until 1991 that hazing became illegal uh, in the country. So all that st- stuff that happened in the movie that used to happen on campus, like publicly. Like all that public humiliation, all that stuff used to happen publicly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 1991, uh, they they outlawed hazing. Mm-hmm. Now, when did you see this movie? Because we're around the same age, and like we were pretty young when this movie came out. Yeah, I saw it pretty early. Like my my parents were very uh, uh, into Spike Lee, so mm-hmm. okay. like you know, I I saw it like. Maybe when I was like eight or nine. Wow. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, my you know they covered my eyes up on the on the parts that needed to. But yeah, what parts? You mean? <laughs> I guess oh, the, the sex scenes. The sex scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sex scenes. Um, you know, there was when some... they go to KFC and they're like, "We don't want you to see this." That's not oh yeah, yeah. Thing. They want to see that. No, that's I when was, Samuel I... Jackson comes in. I that's know that's the yeah. best. That was his first like big part. I think he was thirty-seven at the time. So yeah, okay, there's still there's still hope. Um, <laughs> full still... disclosure: When they got to the KFC part, my boyfriend was here and he was looking at it and he was like, "Oh yeah, I guess they didn't have Popeyes at the time." And I was like, "Wow, they, wow, they did have buddy." <laughs> But you eat KFC. Oh, wow. they have, I was. I remember as a kid being mad that they wasted all that food. I was like, "These just know, gonna leave exactly. the food." Exactly. They can eat the food. They just take, take it with the you. Coat. Yeah. You can't yeah. take a chicken wing in the car. It's perfectly mm-hmm. portable. Yeah. yeah, it's like the most portable food. Biscuits. You're not gonna take the biscuits. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Okay. But I mean, so you I saw just, when you were eight. Your parents yeah. were. Yeah, that's really dope. They're very into Spike Lee, but also I, I remember, you know, that the 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 musical scene in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think in um, middle school we went to go see a like a, a high school perform, mm-hmm. and they did that 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 the Jigaboo uh, scene, which is also wow, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the whole scene like that's wow. crazy, good and bad hair. Um, and that scene yeah. itself is like it's it's all light and fun. But it makes so many mm-hmm. valid points about, yeah. you know, you know, being black and like, you know, you know, good hair versus bad hair, and you know, all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, Lawrence Fishburne was in this movie, and he was a little too old to be in college at the time. But yeah, as Larry uh, Fishburne, was that an? <laughs> I was yeah. like, this man is no Larry. This is nobody's Larry. This is yeah. that is Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not mad at it. it. Yeah, Gina yeah, Carlo I love him in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Spike used all the same people, and that's what like was so great about him. He uses boys. Like if you look at all Spike Lee movies, like there's some mm-hmm. of the same characters mm-hmm. in all this movie. He uses boys. He uses sister. His his dad did all the music for the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mission College. <laughs> just it's, just <laughs> that's yeah yeah. They, so yeah. that I mean that was it. That was an interesting aspect about the the movie, you know, the di- divesting from um, companies that supported apartheid, and because mm-hmm. that actually happened at Obama College. Um, mm. Of course, I wasn't there, but yeah, that was like that's one thing about the history that I found out that I really liked about my school was finding out that there were protests, just like there were. I mean, at this fictional college, but like you know, like at a lot of colleges across the country. Um, yeah. 
So I like that bit of history being in there. I mean, of course, at the time it was like more recent, but yeah. Yeah, we we protested a lot when I was in school. So when I was in school, uh, Jeb Bush was the the governor of Florida. So, mm-hmm. you know, they had like the One Florida Initiative, which was like to get rid of affirmative action. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we protested that. Uh, we had a uh, protested voter submi- uh, suppression uh, in 2000 when uh, the, the presidency was stolen uh, mm-hmm. by Jeb Bush and the Bush family. I was there in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. When all mm-hmm. that stuff was going down. Wow. So yeah, my, my four years of college was very eventful. It was just like, you know, we had a bomb go off at our school, like a racist. Oh my you know, God. Yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. Yeah. A racist vending machine guy. He left a oh bomb. Yeah. Oh. And it, mal- it malfunctioned. So I remember, you know, being in the building and it just, you know, you hear this loud noise. It just felt like uh, a bookcase <laughs> had fallen down above you. But, oh, shit. but yeah, college, college was very, very, uh, very eventful for, for for me in those four now, years that I was in Tallahassee. But like how much of your like expected college life was based on what you had seen in this movie? Um I it was I had a it was a good starting place, you know, mm-hmm. like like the parties and like the band. Like at our school the band was like the shit. Like our band is mm-hmm. known as the best band in the land. We're called the Marching One Hundred, mm-hmm. and everyone would go to the football games, not for the football team, but just, just to the watch band. the band. Yeah, and then they would leave after the band was over. And then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. The, if you guys get a chance, look at the Marching One Hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're 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 a pretty good band, but yeah, just like the fraternities. You know, when they're sitting together and like everyone's sitting together, like in my fraternity, we always sat on a 32 yard line. So that was our spot. You know, we'll go, we have our banner up, we're sitting next to like the Deltas and the Kappas and the AKAs and and, and the Qs and Sigmas. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, but uh, at one point, um, while I was in school in the chapter, there wasn't a time where all of the fraternities and sororities were active on campus. So oh. that's one thing that I didn't get to experience where like everyone okay. was active. Like there were, there were people that would like be suspended for certain instances or, you mm-hmm. know, uh, also I, I would just like to repeat that Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated <laughs> is a non-hazing organization. Uh. <laughs> this happened on our campus also where uh the sigma alpha epsilons that were our neighbors on greek row uh hazed a bunch of pledges and videotaped it and put it on youtube because youtube was new at the time oh my god and they were also suspended so like yeah, the, yeah. it happens you can't you can't do it yeah after i graduated some guys uh some kappas uh they actually went to jail because <laughs> a kid uh he got beat with a cane and oh i remember uh, that yeah he had like he mm-hmm. developed like so you develop a shell on your butt if you get mm-hmm. hit with a paddle or a cane so the shell like busted and he you know Yikes. they charged those guys with assault and they they lost their lives i mean luckily they got exonerated and you know they're there those guys are able to live their lives now but they went mm-hmm. to real jail Mm-hmm. Yeah. went to real jail for that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's a kid had died at our campus a few years prior from alcohol poisoning because mm. he was hazed and forced to drink way more alcohol than anyone should ever drink. And then they just left him alone. Uh, and so 
yeah, that was by the time I got there, probably almost 10 years later, they were adamant about not hazing. And that's why they were so harsh to the SAEs when that came out. Yeah, it, you know, some people, you know, you hear it all around people dying from alcohol poison or Mm -hmm. um, exhaustion. That's another, you know, thing that, you know, people, people die from, from like late nights. Yeah, you know, you, you pledge it and then you still got to go to school in the morning. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, but I mean, to tell a story, my dad tells me stories and I'm like, they did all this shit in public? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> oh my God. You know, like what? Carry, like carrying your bricks around all oh. day, you know, oh, yeah, all day. In your bag. Yeah. yeah. Or no, around your neck, like all that stuff. Like, oh my so God. A lot of people don't know, like, so school days was based off of like Spike Lee's experience going to Morehouse College. He yeah, give us he, a primer on he was on school he, days. Yeah. So he pledged he pledged uh, Q, but he didn't oh, okay. he didn't cross Q. Oh, he didn't. So, no, he's a he's a uh, an eternal lantern. So when the when the Qs are are pledging, they're they're called lanterns. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so like all that G five G, that's all based on like Omega's. Psi, uh, uh, Omega, the Omegas, um, mm-hmm. and they had to use a fake fraternity because you cannot represent a real fraternity if you're not in the fraternity. Wow. So everyone mm-hmm. that had real fraternity letters on in that movie or sorority, they were in that uh, particular fraternity or sorority. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. some AKAs in the crowd, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like that has to be a real AKA because you can't yeah. wear the letters if you didn't cross. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. If you don't cross, they you know they take that like very seriously. And even now, we're like, you see these these people we call them perpetrators, you know, who who pretend to be. Oh, this is like stolen valor. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was a big thing because like a rapper, uh, Lil Bootsy, he wore like a Kappa Alpha uh, size shirt, and everyone was like, "No, bro, you can't do that." And he was like, "Well, fuck y'all. Like, I'm wearing this. I like the shirt." And it was it was a, a little bit of a thing because. Some kappas on certain universities, they 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 stroll like they do their their fraternity stroll to the mm-hmm. little Bootsy song "Wipe Me Down." Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Yeah, if I can't wear this shirt, you know, stop doing my song." You know, oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a thing. You know, we take it pretty seriously. We take it pretty seriously. Well, that's also why, like in Beyonce's Homecoming, like the Coachella one, that's kind of themed around HBCUs. She's not wearing actual letters. She's wearing her own initials in the style of letters because she never went and didn't cross. So she can't wear letters. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 big business. <laughs> we take it very seriously. <laughs> so that's why he had to create his own fraternity. But he yeah. took a lot of elements from from being a, a Q pledge like the whole dog thing those like cues yeah. do that like yeah cues yeah. are the dogs you know they they wear collars around their necks and 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 do all that foolishness it's funny because i mean like i only know some of this stuff from i mean we actually okay so even though we i was part of a local um like it wasn't a national sorority we did have kappas on campus mm-hmm. and and probably from that and like probably uh, like movies and parties that I went to, like I was exposed to some of this, but my boyfriend grew up in France. And so he mm. doesn't, 
he doesn't have any touchstone for any of this stuff. So he's watching them in the collars and it's not phasing me. And he's like laughing. He's like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, no, this happens. <laughs> like, yeah. I realized like I, I actually had to like tell him like, no, this is real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this part isn't fictionalized. <laughs> yeah. The step show, like that's re- like those, the alphas in the step show, mm-hmm. it's always, they're always so cool to me. Like that, you know, the first when they open up the step show and those mm-hmm. brothers are sitting there doing their thing. And, um, you know, we actually did that, that, that particular step at a step show as a oh, like, tribute really? to school days. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Ice, ice baby. Too cold, too cold. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed uh, during the Gamma one where they have that moved where the guy kind of like rolls and they kind of hop so he can roll under them. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. The Kappa Sigmas did that during Songfest one year. And okay. I was like, oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> like, I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a lot of like traditions with, you know, stepping and it goes back to like our ancestors in Africa, like, you know, how they dance and move and. Uh, and stuff. So those those traditions were brought over here, and they continue to to grow. Uh, our our fraternity was started in uh, Ithaca, New York, at Cornell University in 1906, and we were like the first intercollegiate black fraternity uh, ever. So like we mm-hmm. we take like pride in being the first, and we always call the other ones our babies. <laughs> but then you know we get we get a lot of flack from like the other fraternities and sororities because they're like oh yeah well you guys started at a white school and i was like yeah well, mm-hmm. yeah we did well, we did because you know they wanted to be a part of what was going on and they weren't allowed so mm-hmm. well and at one point there were only white schools like yeah that that's the whole that that's the thing like yeah that, that makes it even harder that yeah they but were every, every other they weren't welcome yeah and every other one like um the the cues the yeah sigmas i think everyone else was started at uh howard university and then mm-hmm. kappa alpha psi was started at indiana university so yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys some some history here. Oh yeah, please uh, So our our fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, was started at Cornell University at, in 1906, and then uh, a few years later, the Beta chapter. So we went from Cornell, and then they started another chapter at Howard University. So the Beta chapter is Howard University. So that was the second university, and they had uh, a thing where they would go by and they would like pick whoever was going to be on the the line to be pledged to become a member. And so what happened was all the guys that didn't make it, they went and started uh, their own fraternity. Mm. So they started uh, Omega Sci-Fi, uh, the Qs. Mm-hmm. So all the Qs, mm-hmm. they're just alpha rejects. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> so, yeah, so those guys that didn't get in, they started their own frat, which became uh, the Omegas. And then the Kappas was in 1911. And I think uh, Indiana University was supposed to be the Kappa chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Turning Incorporated. But there was mm-hmm. a huge snowstorm. And they couldn't get there to do what they needed to do. So those guys just started their own fraternity. And Oh, my God. Yeah. 
so that's this is why you know people call us pompous. We're known as like the the nerds, the the brainiacs, the the arrogant ones. There's a lot of stereotypes that go into being in in these particular black fraternities, which is which I feel like as if, if it's a stereotype and and you go into that knowing that there's a stereotype, you psychologically perpetuate that because like oh mm-hmm. well, i'm supposed to be this because this is mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do right so you know you see the, the cues you know being nasty and you know mm-hmm. sticking your tongues out and being naked all the time and you know the capitalists <laughs> have have a thing the cues of, are you know, the bobby browns yeah of- <laughs> yeah of uh, yeah, the new edition and you have the, the yeah. capitalists are the pretty ones Yes. And like, you're like, ooh, they looking in mirrors and taking cameras and shimmying and shit. <laughs> and then, you know, alphas, we have, you know, the stereotype of being like the nerdy ones, you know, the scholars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the sigmas where no one really cares about them. And uh... <laughs> <That's horrible. laughs> and so we talk so much shit about the sigmas. And then, and then there's another black fraternity called uh, the IOTAs. And they don't get a lot of respect because they started in 1963. So, oh, like, yeah, okay. and, yeah, and their their mascot is a centaur. Uh, <laughs> oh, this yeah. seems like I would go with the nerds, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they don't they don't get a lot of a lot of respect. But there's there's some iotas out there, but not a lot. So beyond the. Um... Beyond the the song, what is it called? The Good and Bad Hair song. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite parts of this movie? Uh, my favorite parts of this movie, uh, uh, I like the part, uh, I like the pass the pussy moment when he's like, take this this $5, oh you God. go down in my cage and you tell them. Uh, that, that is a, that's a real, and I, the, I really love the step show. Mm-hmm. Um, I the read that that great. fight, the fight that happens in that is real. It's a real fight. Real. Yeah, they yeah. were really fighting. Like it yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. and then like, they you just, watch it, and you can see the moment when the fight really started. <laughs> yeah, when it just happens, and then like it's so like being in LA, and I've been here for fifteen years, and so many random things have happened in my life, and you know, I grew up watching this movie, and you know, to to be in LA and then, oh yeah, this guy that was in school days, he plays basketball at fucking LA Fitness. Like that's that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, his name's Silk Cozart. I played wait. basketball with him uh, wait, so many guy? times. He he was a guy that had he wasn't a, a main character, but he had like mm-hmm. the he he was a he was a gamma and he had like the, the really slick hair with like the mm-hmm. like the mullet curled up. It was okay. like Preston Curl, like the perm. Okay. He's a great character actor named Silk Cozart. He's in everything. Uh-huh. He's been in everything. But, you know, I remember moving out here and he was at the LA Fitness playing basketball. I was like, oh, dude, you was in, you was in school days. That's crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so oh, I also like the um, the splash party where everyone dress, <laughs> dressing. Oh, and, yeah, they're dressed uh, up in swimwear. like bikinis and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> that was a very, I identified with that a lot because whenever people couldn't think of themes for parties, it was just like, what's the least amount of clothes we could wear? And <laughs> they would do things like a swim party or a ABC party was very common when I was in college. And it's an anything but think clothes. clothes? Party. Yeah. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I went to those, I went to yeah. one of those as an adult out here in Los Angeles. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the parties, like we would have parties at, you know, random places. Um, yeah, and it, there was a, we always joke that, you know, parties at, uh, the Chinese super buffet 
So after the Chinese <laughs> Super Buffet would close oh down, we would, we would have a party there. We partied at Red Lobster, at Applebee's, at Olive Garden. Uh, <laughs> we would, you know, shut down these parties and, and have <laughs> shut down these restaurants and have parties at these restaurants. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of a theme party. I'm a big fan. I love it. I love it. Did you guys there, have theme so parties? First oh, Obama College? Yeah, we did, actually. I would say, like, for the most part, this, our school is pretty good at putting on actually school-sponsored parties. I don't know how, but they just, I mean, maybe because it was private, there was, like, and they had people, good people in charge. But we used to have this party every year. Um there was this, there was this like area of like grass, like a grassy knoll, I guess, in between these two dorms. And it, we, there was a dorm next to it called Stewart Hall, which we called Stewie. Mm. And uh, we called that area in front of it, Stewie Beach. And so every year there was this party called Sex on the Beach. And that's ah. where the party <laughs> took place. Yeah. And they, they let you call that Sex on the Beach, yeah. the college? <laughs> and oh, they wow. promoted it to the whole college. Like, that is yeah. wild. I went I'm back so- one year. Snoop Dogg was performing for free for students and alumni. Like I was like, okay. damn. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. So <laughs> we had a couple crazy parties, but not not none like Sex on the Beach. You couldn't really party <laughs> on campus because there was no alcohol on campus. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, we could have alcohol on campus. Oh man, like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, we, we had, had a, a lot of college. bar for a while. <laughs> what? Yeah, a yeah, campus and it, bar. I, a campus bar it wasn't until like my last couple years because i i did a weird thing where i went alumni halfway through and then ended up at ucla but while i was in between uci and ucla they finished the campus bar they finished building it and then that's where all the parties were and they did it so that people could walk home so that you like okay. had a place to drink and you wouldn't drive. Um, but also campus would throw a foam party every year. Oh, yeah. We had one of those one time. Yeah. And I just remember my sisters telling me not to go because there was tons of jizz in the foam. Right. Right. Yeah. That was. See, yeah. That's, that's, see, that's I, I hate to like stereotype, but that's that's a white people thing. Foam party. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. No. I, well, it, definitely getting your hair wet at a party. Yes, sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like yeah, let's just just make this like I I I went to a couple, but it, like one was at Panama City, and then another one I went to was at this bar called Floyd's, which was uh, right across the street from from FSU. And everyone's slipping and falling. Yeah, it sounds gross. I never went because I was just like, I can only imagine this going badly. So I never went, but it sounded disgusting, and mm-hmm. I can assure you, the Alpha Cap Alphas weren't there. Because yeah. <laughs> they they were hanging with us that night. Yeah, they don't want to. They want to go. <laughs> but there are some you know, some differences in like, especially like with rules being at a black college. Because I know when when you to reference back to the movie. So when Spike Lee went to the dorm, when his character went to the dorm to find a girl to have sex with. Right. Uh, I don't know if you guys. Only girls in that dorm. Yes. Yeah. Only girls. And he in, could only he, meet them out. In the, yes. Right? He could only be in the lobby and. Yeah. And that movie was made in 1988, and mm-hmm. I went to college in 1999, and still same mm-hmm. rules, stay, same rules. You know, mm-hmm. no girls and boys dorms, no uh, boys and girls dorms. So when you wanted to go visit a girl on campus, you, you went to the front, they let you in, and you could only stay in the hallway. So mm-hmm. freshman year, That's... you had to if 
Yeah, if you wanted to do the grown up, you had to get you had to be adventurous. You had to had to get creative. <laughs> yeah, that was actually that was the rule in two thousand six when I went to college, oh. where normal dorms you could you know anyone could be anywhere, but if you were in Greek houses, as far as sororities, men were not allowed upstairs. It was just mm. in the lobby. Yeah. Was your uh, sorority was it was it it was how was it funded by the national organization? Yeah. And yeah. those were their rules. And so you had yeah. to basically abide by their rules. Now, we did have a back door that people would constantly sneak people into. But officially, men were not allowed past the lobby. Yeah. And all of our dorms, not even like, like every single dorm was, was, was not co-ed at all. Any, any, any living on campus, except for like it was a little uh, adjacent to the campus. We had like an apartment complex called uh phase three in palmetto like those were co-ed like you can go there so if you uh were lucky to date someone in palmetto you'd be like all right yeah i could spend the night your roommate's gonna be there i can spend, <laughs> I can spend the night we had a we had a, a a building called tucker hall uh at our school that was never locked and so if you can imagine oh a building that's never locked <laughs> <laughs> what took place? And over the years, Tucker Hall has the name has has garnished the oh, name. Oh, sh- oh, I get it. Yeah, I'm Tucker sure Hall. Yeah. Tucker yeah. Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I see what they did there. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, yeah. I mean, and that was still the case. Um, I at least for half of the um, half of the seasons of a different world, like where it was separated men and women, mm-hmm. which by the way, most of the cast of different world came uh, right out of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But they actually, yeah. it looks like they were like the first season of this and the movie were like filmed consec- like at the same time, mm-hmm. which must've yeah. been, I don't know. Like, I don't know how, yeah, they, people thought of that. Cause I don't know. I like, what is Cosby? I mean, okay, whatever. <laughs> People, we're just we're gonna talk about Bill Cosby right now. But what was his relationship with Spike Lee at the time? Because I I don't I don't necessarily know if he had a relationship yeah. with Spike Lee. Yeah. Uh, I the Derek Bell, who's also a, a member of Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, mm-hmm. uh, he plays Ron Johnson, right? Uh, and then you have Jasmine Guy, mm-hmm. who who is in it. I don't know who else. Oh, Kadeem Hardison, Dwayne Wayne, yeah, yeah. Kadeem. And mm-hmm. I think those are the only three. Well, the three main characters, but I i mean, I imagine like, I bet you there's some crossover and even like some minor roles. And also, they probably, they only use like 12 black actors in, That's in true. the 80s. <laughs> the golden chi- children. Yes, yes. As you can see in all of Spike Lee movies. That's he true. Uses, he uses the same people in every movie. Uh, you see these same people and do the right thing. Uh, mm-hmm. An X, uh, yeah, she's got to have it. Which no, I only seen part of. It's a good movie. It's okay. really good. It's it's a, it's remarkable to watch it and you know think that this young twenty four year old kid came up with this and mm-hmm. he did all this you know by himself. But oh, you know who was in this is um, Lieutenant Souther from Sister Act. Oh. <laughs> Remember the the guy that like puts decides to put her in the nunnery? Yes, he's a football <laughs> player. He's oh, uh, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's also yeah 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 uh, radio radio Raheem. 
Who's that? Radio Raheem from uh, Do the Right Thing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He is in that movie. Yeah, he died. Uh, uh, what? Bill Bill Nunn is his name. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I didn't know he died. That's so yeah, sad. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. yeah. Um, Debbie yeah. Allen is briefly in this movie in one scene. She was a choreographer. So she's not credited as a choreographer, though. Is this she? other guy oh, okay. is. And I, I assume that it was her, but... She's she definitely not credited. Was around. Maybe I, she was just around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be that she maybe didn't want to be credited or didn't want to cause the movie budget to go up. I don't know. Yeah. But. It could be like Wesley Snipes and Waiting to Exhale where it was like yeah. a favor. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, he wasn't he was credited only... in that movie? He's not. He's uncredited. He's not. Even though he has like this huge long scene. Yeah. Oh, wow. But he, it was a decision that was made so that it didn't, I guess, force the studio to have to pay him more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just as a favor. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, and there's a connection right there of Debbie mm-hmm. Allen, because Debbie yeah. Allen was the producer of A Different World. Right. Well, she, yeah, and she directed it for many years also. And yeah. um, so this was the other thing I loved about the movie. I, I don't know. Well, one, I probably I probably need to watch more black movies. We, that's been established, but we know. I don't think I have ever seen a love scene like a sex scene with a dark skinned black woman with natural with short natural hair. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that's that was that was a. Part you didn't of see the, Queen the and Slim? No, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the one but, thing I love yeah. about Spike is like he had the vision to like put people all black people in movies like of all Mm -hmm. things but that that also went towards the the thing where like she made a point was like oh i think oh you just with me to preserve Mm -hmm. your blackness you know you're trying to use my darkness as a a status symbol yeah yeah as a status symbol just to show how black you are and i was like wow that's that's fucking heavy right there bro that's (laughs) you know but yeah he put a he put a dark-skinned sister with natural hair at the lead um, and they had a sex scene. And uh, did you guys see Full Frontal from Lawrence? He had his, he had his, he had his, he had his thing out. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, I want to be that towel. Like, <laughs> yeah, so jealous of that great. towel. Um, <laughs> he looks he amazing the, in this the movie. Whole, whole world out. He's like, hey, there you go. <laughs> It's like I'm gonna cut that out. Yeah, no, no, no. Keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs> this is only, by the way, because I looked it up because I knew that one of Lawrence Fishburne's first roles was Cowboy Curtis on Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I was oh. like, he looks so much better in this than he ever did on Pee Wee's Playhouse. And I looked it up, and Pee Wee's Playhouse was two years was before this. Oh, two years before. Two years before. Okay. So I don't know if he just changed hairstyles and then came back because at one point he does leave Pee Wee's Playhouse. Um, but this is after, which is wild because it looks yeah. it looks like it should be the other way around. And then he did he did uh, Boys in the Hood, and I didn't realize that Cuba Gooding Jr. was as old as he is because Cuba Gooding Jr. is only six years younger than Lawrence Fishburne, and Lawrence oh, wow. Fishburne played his dad. That's in, crazy. And Boys in the Hood, yeah. Somebody took the wrong pill. Yeah, um. exactly. <laughs> We're just doing all Lawrence Fishburne references. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did when there was one part of, of the movie where the sex scene with Tisha Campbell oh, and Giancarlo. <laughs> oh my God, oh, I was so disgusted. 
when she is licking the part in his hair, I was yeah. like, did she get extra for swallowing all that soul glow? Yeah. Because <laughs> she's got a mouthful gross. of memories. Gross. Yeah, a mouthful. And then the, the licking, the licking of the brand. The licking of the brand. Yeah, oh yeah, God. Yeah. It was, I literally was like, this is disgusting. Yeah, that, that always, that was always weird to me. Like this bitch is licking his part. Like what the, what the hell is going on here? We in the park? Part licking out? Yeah. I'm like, who's whose fetish is that? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> no, nobody. Yeah, it I, you know, it's, it was a very Spike Lee movie, you know, just the way it was the way it was shot, uh, the different cuts, how how music was such a impactful part of it. Because like if you watch it and you listen to what's going on, it has a musical feel, like it's a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, right. They don't do any like, but they break out and sing this song. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, out of nowhere, which is like right. so so Spike Lee because he did that in his first movie, and she's got to have it. You know, there's a there's a scene in the middle of it where it's just you know where does this music come from? But mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. he 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 wants music to be prominent in his movies. Paige, well, Paige, so Paige studied film. Mm. Yes, that that is my useless degree. Yes. Oh, I have a theater degree. I'm right there with you. My my younger sister has a theater degree, except she just bought her second house. So oh, like wow. one of us did it did it better than the other, apparently. Mm. I mean, Paige, what were the moments? Yeah, what what were your thoughts on this movie? Um, I it was it was interesting to me how it seemed to, even though it had a lot of differences. It definitely reminded me of like other 80s frat comedies, just Mm. with like slight differences. And the thing that I think elevates it above a lot of those movies is Lawrence Fishburne's storyline and basically Mm -hmm. the comparison of different types of blackness, which at certain points made me very uncomfortable. And I'm just being completely (laughs) transparent where I was like. First of all, you're all beautiful. Secondly, I can't say any of these words. Uh, I wish this wasn't so catchy. I can't sing any of it. Uh, but during the good hair song, I was already like, wow, they are going in. This is some hard black on black crime. And then they had the masks. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, this is wild. And I don't know if this was part of your experience Mateen in college, if there really kind of was still that divide between what I would essentially say are lighter skin versus darker skin. Cause they really kind of painted that way in this movie um, and kind of gave the lighter skinned girls a little bit more of like a Eurocentric look where they did have the relaxed hair and they kind of dressed differently kind of as a stark contrast to the girls that had the natural hair and were kind of more, I would say, stereotypically black. Like they mm. were black. It was, There was no question and there was no kind of white passingness about them. Yeah, that like I said, that is a very uh, big point of the movie. And I that all comes from like years and years of, you know, divide and conquer. And even going to school, when I went to school, there was still some of that uh, there. Um, you know, you have what they call, they used to have the, the brown bag, paper bag test 
for AKA. Yeah, do you guys have Jack and Jill's at your school too? We didn't have Probably. Jack and Jill, but we had Jack and Jill in Detroit. And that was mm-hmm. like a very affluent, very affluent black Americans. Yeah, they do the brown paper bag test for sure. And I mean, and and that is, that's prevalent still today where you don't really see a lot of dark skinned black people represented uh, in, in ways of like beauty and like all these other things as, you know, light skin, long hair light skin long hair and i saw it in a casting the other day mm-hmm. it was like it was like no short hair people like no short hair yeah. people we want hair to <laughs> it's like no short hair people and uh you have to have a c cup that was on a casting for like yeah. i was like yeah and i was like Damn. yeah it's just it's mm-hmm. just it's Which just ridiculous it's crazy because now i'm picturing a short-haired woman with a c cup or lower and i'm like gorgeous Lupita Nyong'o <laughs> killing it. These yeah. people don't know what they're missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's just like self self hate, and that's yeah. what the the when he said wake up at the, that moment at the end when he's mm-hmm. yelling everyone to wake up because mm-hmm. in actuality we're all black. <laughs> at the end of the day, we're black, mm-hmm. and if someone sees you walking down the street, they're gonna see two black people. It's just like light skin, black, dark skin. No, two black people. So we're mm-hmm. all black. We all need to wake yeah. up and. And love each other, and not and not hate hate our blackness or hate other people for their mm-hmm. their their different kinds of blackness. And I've mm-hmm. I've fought this a lot, you know, being from Detroit and going other places, and uh, you know, people don't think I'm from Detroit because I speak in and talk in complete sentences. And I'm like, I'm from Detroit, <laughs> I'm not from the suburbs. But they're quickly like, oh yeah, you went to school with all white people, and you're from the suburb, like, and I'm the complete opposite of that, mm-hmm. the complete opposite. And that's one thing I like about going to a black school uh, for my college is because, you know, it prepared you for the real world in the sense where it's like, here's how everyone else is going to see you. You know, you need to be able to to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't just another number there. Yeah, you know, I, I like. I felt like if I would have went to a predominantly white school, you're just like, oh, here's your social security number. This is who you are. But at my school, I felt like it was more of a family, mm-hmm. and we're fam you, and we always say family. But like, I felt like I was a family. Like I can still call my professors that I went to school with today, and they'll still, you know, talk to me. And uh, yeah, that's my my hallmark moment is over, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, bringing up Detroit, probably one of my favorite moments was in Lawrence Fishburne and the head of the Gammas are talking, and he's basically trying to convince him to let Spike Lee cross. And the head of the Gammas is like, "You identify this one way with Africa. I'm from Detroit. I'm from Motor Motor City. City. I'm American." (laughs) Yeah. And and it's it was interesting in watching it. I was like that in an, in itself is a black identity. You know that is a black touchstone in America, and there is strength in declaring your place in America and taking up space in a country that doesn't want to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually really excited to kind of see them accept each other at the end because I was like, he's kind of got a point on that one. I was like. He he also has a strong identity that I'm kind of happy for him to have. Yeah, he's black. You know, he's not yeah. trying to be anything else that he's not because that's who he is. And I I, I noticed this especially when you go to other countries, 
And when I went, especially when I went to China, when I was in China, I was there as an American. So when I was mm-hmm. there, those Chinese people saw me as American. They didn't see me as a black American. They saw me as American. And I know uh, they are very racist towards the Africans there. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's like a because yeah, because there's a long story yeah, about there. that. But they're super racist towards Africans. But I didn't feel any of that because I was an American. And when you go other places, like you're an American, like and that's like they don't people don't see us as Americans here, but other people see us as American. Even when if I when I went to Africa, you're I, I'm an American. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know you're American. You're not African American. You're American. You know. So. Yeah. Well, and you know, the interesting thing is, so I actually, so I visited Howard, but mm-hmm. um, so it's a, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but what happened for me was up until the point, honestly, until I started doing comedy. So like before that point, like I only had two experiences really with black people. And one was with my family where I was accepted and then outside my family where I was not. And that's because the the Inland Empire and I would say to, I mean, a larger degree, like like Southern California, there kind of is these these two tracks for black people, which is like you're already in middle class or upper class and then you're lower class. Like Mm -hmm. and and so what ends up happening is um, what I think is happening is there's just like that ends up being the, the big separation. And, you know, there's you you get seen in a certain way based on like where you came from Mm -hmm. and so my experience with being around black people who were not from my family was I wasn't I I was either I felt uncomfortable probably for my own insecurities or I was made to feel uncomfortable like it was a mixture of the two Mm -hmm. and so I thought if I went to college like at a black school like I would feel more of that and I was actually in tears when I was reading um, Between the World and Me because I realized that that wouldn't have been the case. And I turned down that opportunity that could have helped me like really embrace even more of my blackness mm-hmm. and see myself as like. And so it's weird because um, actually like, you know, you're you, Mateen, are one of the people that. I feel in and among the black comedians in 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 LA where I've I started to feel like oh I'm just one another version of black mm-hmm. and I've always known that, known that to be true internally but I've never experienced that level of acceptance among other black people where they're mm-hmm. just like you know it's not like oh she's to this she's to that it's like no she's just another yeah and she and yes she does get to come to this thing we're not going to not invite her to x y and z that sort of thing but i have experienced that so you know yeah and i feel like i have a friend that he had the same kind of thing where he his whole thing was like he he was always the only black person wherever he Mm -hmm. grew up Mm -hmm. so he was like i've always been the only black person and then when i'm around other black people i'm not i don't feel like i'm black enough but that's at like a, a a smaller scale for him. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to go to a black college so I can experience the black experience where you have mm-hmm. different kinds of black people. And essentially, like you said, like when you when you go to that school, not only are there different kinds of black people, but there's other black people that have experienced the same thing that you've right, experienced. Right. So in that in actuality, you 
you form a, a bigger bond with those Absolutely. people because there's other people like you. So when I was and, in, when I was in college, and the difference isn't a threat. Yeah. It's not a threat. They, you embrace it. So mm-hmm. like when I was in college, I had, I had my group of black, my, my group of friends that, you know, we all went there and it was like me from Detroit, a guy from Miami. I didn't even know there were black people in Miami <laughs> until I got to college. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was like, it's all Cubans. And I didn't, I did. And I was like, really? There's black people from Miami? Yeah. That's where city girls are from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uncle Luke. I it's like, Oh, there's other black people, but there were so many different, black, from all around mm-hmm. the, the country, all around the world. I met, you know, black people from LA. Yeah, black people from Vegas, black people from from New York and New Jersey, and it was just it was just a very good experience. And uh, I, I just remember my mother went to Howard University, and she told me she was like, I, "You can go to any school that you want to go to, but I'm not paying for it unless you go to a black school." <laughs> <laughs> That's, and I was like, "Okay, I guess I'm going to a black school." Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, I always wanted, you know, after that, I was like, you know, I want to go. And, and she always told me how much fun she had, you know, how it was the best time of her life. Mm-hmm. And and I had the best time of my life going to FAMU. And, like, I, 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 would, I wouldn't change a thing about it. And, you know, I still go down there for homecoming. And I still have this bond with my fraternity brothers. And we have these moments that, you know, we'll never be able to – to sh- I wouldn't ever be able to share with anybody else because it's it's very a unique experience. But um, and also you know pledging the fraternity is like oh yeah this guy knows the stuff that I know and you know you you build this bond. A lot of people mm-hmm. are like oh I'm not paying for friends and like I'm like it's not it's not that it's 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 a brotherhood. It's something that, that I felt. Uh, that I that I wanted to experience and you know I'm glad I was was able to do that in college and and still participate yeah i'd do it again in a second personally yeah yeah Yeah. gamma 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 nice um oh well we should mention like that that really um triggering uh gaslighting scene at the end with tisha campbell oh my god i couldn't believe that that that. was painful that was kind of painful to watch yeah but she 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 wanted to prove that she loved Love uh, for the the love of the fraternity. He just he just mm-hmm. used her, and that was just yeah. that was just bad. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. I think that you know he they had that scene in the movie because it, you know it, it has happened, mm-hmm. and it ha- it has happened, and and I was like, ugh, that's it was gross. I mean, I remember as a kid thinking like, oh my gosh, he did what? Ugh, I yeah. don't know. He he just manipulated her so badly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the, honestly, I think the saddest thing, like kind of a bigger picture thing beyond this movie is that like, even though, you know, dark skinned black women are, are kind of elevated and celebrated in this movie, like we don't really see the careers of those women in this movie taking off the way the other ones did. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like I looked up, you know, a lot of the, the women and it's like, this was like their only credit, um, And that was kind of sad to me and also sad, you know, and this is just like kind of putting everything in context, you know, just like making sure we don't, you know, just say all the good stuff. But like one of the things that happened that I'd read was 
he put he wanted there to be real tension between the blacks the darker skinned women and the lighter skinned women and so he actually gave the lighter skinned women better like housing rooms, yeah yeah and i was like you don't think it was i mean already it's already there full mm-hmm. like <laughs> like you didn't have to do all that like it's just some weird like fucked up like like uh director shit that that seems to Directors seem, I, I just don't like that tactic when they feel like they have to like get in the minds. It's very Alfred Hitchcock and very psyche, psyche, psyched them. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, um, yeah, he put, he put the, 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 the facilities were a lot better for the light skinned women. Yeah. Um, because he wanted to, for them to hate each other more, you know. And right. If you would have did, did the reverse, the, the effect wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been as extreme. As as if you the way that he did it, but mm-hmm. but yeah, like you look at Tisha Campbell, her career, she's done so much. Yeah, she's and she's so incredible. Much. I'm not, yeah. you know, she's an amazing singer. Apparently, she took this role out of you know it's Vanessa Williams leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, yeah. So that's... she was a little shop of horror too. Yep, Little Shop of Horrors. And Tashina Arnold was in that. And Tashina yeah. Ar- Arnold was in that. Mm-hmm. And to see them... Um, Martin. Yeah, Martin and then together. Kids. Yeah, she's, um, she's had a crazy career. Yeah. Apparently she's still singing. I mean, I don't know right now, but I heard, I heard she's like singing live in some like, you know, underground clubs. Well, um, she had a club called the Zen Lounge. Her and her husband okay. owned it. Mm-hmm. And I, I did a horrible comedy show there. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, didn't there didn't there used to be comedy at the Zen Lunch? Oh, oh, I've done it. Oh my god, Oof, that was a tough crowd. Tough crowd. Yeah, tough crowd. Was oh, it a Hollywood crowd? Because it was Hollywood. It was yeah. like you know, older older black people. Oh no. Yeah, those are always the tough. You know, they're not listening. People are not listening to comedy. Exactly. They come in there to hang out, and it's like. Why is the motherfucker talking on stage? You know, like yeah, like yeah. It <laughs> you you literally have to scold them into listening to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they were yeah, they were trying to get me to like, hey man, these comics ain't buying drinks. I was like, they not go buy drinks. Like what the oh my fuck are like, giving away? Like it was, it was. I was like, you if you do this because you think comedians gonna help you, you know, buy drinks at your bar. I don't think this is gonna. Be I don't think you understand comedians. They have yeah. a six pack in the car that they've been pre gaming on. This is not this is not gonna work out for us, but but I'm, I'm glad you guys uh enjoy yeah. the movie at least. Well yeah, let's uh let's give our review. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give two reviews mm-hmm. um for this movie and usually we do it um out of five hair picks. Um <laughs> so I'm gonna give this movie two reviews. I'm gonna give it my first review is for like enjoyability and like covering blackness. I'm going to give it at five out of five hair picks. Agreed. Um, I, in terms of like my enjoyment, like I just felt like this is, it's clear that this is um, one of his earlier movies and, you know, in some ways it felt like it's like a series of essays, which is a thing that Spike Lee tends to do that do a lot. It's like, um, it's connected, but it also can be separate. And um, I felt like the best version of that. And, uh, uh, and like, I think even um, it's like, I just love Crooklyn so much. Mm. 
Crooklyn is such a good movie. And I feel like Crooklyn to me hits the, like the nail on the head in terms of what he's really good at doing and showing different vignettes of the black experience and of a localized black experience. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, like some of these scenes in school days were like way too long. I was like, mm, like we didn't need the whole song. <laughs> like <laughs> jig- the, the Jigaboo song, like that one, I, that, that was fine. That one moved the whole time for me, but like the whole song that Tisha sang, I was like, yeah, bitch, like, <laughs> uh, I think we get it. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, there was so in terms of like, yeah, I want to give it three, three out of five hair picks for in terms of like my like where where Spike Lee's craft has come at, from that point. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Paige? Um, I definitely this is probably one of the most enjoyable movies we've watched so far as far as like the movies we watch on the show. So I think five out of five hair picks is definitely deserved. Um, I do prefer a few other Spike Lee movies over this, but this is still pretty fun. I, I still enjoyed watching it. I love the step show. Um, I love it, it's a little lighter than a lot of Spike Lee's movies. So I feel like it's, it's pretty fun to watch, but you still get a lot of the actual meat of the, socioeconomic themes that he is trying to talk about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Mateen for for me on a blackness scale it's it's a five out of five <laughs> uh, <laughs> as far as Spike Lee movies and the message uh, I, I I give it four and a half mm-hmm. uh, because there are some scenes that like why is this lady in an evening gown at a splash right. party, singing. <laughs> like, like, why is she in a, she's in oh, a yeah, whole, Phyllis Hyman. Yeah, Phil, yes. like Phyllis Hyman singing. This. I was like, did he owe her a favor? Like, is he, is he doing her? she just in this evening, got slinging this slow ass song. He should have played that on a track, Spike. I was like, why? It was. It's, it's it's a very very spikely movie, and like I said, he like you said too. It was his first movie that mm-hmm. he got real money to make. Yeah, so you could tell like he that he still ran out of money to do some things. Like they didn't have the football; they couldn't have the football team play the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and at first too, like there was a while in the beginning whenever Lawrence was talking to his friends, like they never would show the whole room at first. So I was yeah. like. Did they film this at two separate locations? <laughs> I, I don't even know what school did they what school did they use? Was it Morris Brown? No, they actually in the beginning I read that they'd used his his school and then like they Morehouse. they didn't like how yeah, so they didn't like how how they thought he was portraying um uh HBCUs and so they kicked him off of campus and then they had to find another place to film it. Yeah, mm. yeah. A lot of people get mad when you also oh, Spellman and Clark Atlanta. Oh, he was kicked off those campuses. So yeah, he finished it at Morris Brown. Okay, because uh, Morris Brown needed the money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Morris Brown lost their accreditation. Oh shit! Uh, a few years ago. So, but uh, yeah, oh. I give it. I I think it was is good. It's not my favorite Spike Lee movie, but it's what is your favorite? Uh, I like X. Okay. Uh, X is my favorite, uh, followed mm-hmm. by Do the Right Thing, and this would mm-hmm. have to be a 
third. But this, this, like you said, this is one of his, his fun movies. And this is a movie like I can watch a, a hundred more times because every time I find it, I find different nuances in it. Yeah. And, and what, I, and what's I a, to it. What's a quotable line that I should know so that I can um, prove to people that I've seen this movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you have the you could you have the you have your own. You a jigaby. That's that's great. <laughs> you, you created your own. <laughs> That is hilarious. I'm a jigabee. I'm a mixture of both. That is, that, you can stamp that. Trademark that shit. Right there. That's it. I, I love Sam Jackson. I love his character. But yeah, Sam Jackson. <laughs> you Negroes think y'all better than us? What does he call them? He call. He calls them something. I forget. I, I, there, there's I gotta... a few N words exchanged because. Oh, there was. When oh. Lawrence Fisburne walks away, he's like, "You're not N words." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The guy, the guy that plays the um the student body president or whatever his his title yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you niggers so, ever stop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna remember that line. Got it. I'm gonna practice this after I we get off after we stop recording. I'm gonna be in the mirror. <laughs> um, uh, but he sounds <laughs> exactly like so. In uh, I think it's late registration, Kanye's. Like the you know the skits in between the songs, he sounds. I think he was brought trying to make him sound like this guy, or maybe it is the guy. But it's like he's like you know. um, And when my dad gets out of school, guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to school. And then my dad was getting degrees and degrees and degrees. So many degrees. It's so many degrees. Like (laughs) you know what's gonna keep me warm at night? Those degrees. that guy sounded exactly like the guy in those skits. Mm-hmm. That's, I know, was that's like, what it is. Those, those are the guys that go to a black college to experience, the, to have the black experience, you know? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> they're all around America, but I'm so glad that you guys watched it and thank you guys yeah. for having me. Yeah, thanks podcast. for being on the podcast. Yeah. And you guys check him out. Um, oh yeah, where can people find you? You can um, find me on Instagram uh, at Mateen Stewart. That's M-A-T-E-E-N. S-T-E-W-A-R-T and Facebook at Mateen Stewart and yeah, everywhere at Mateen Stewart. That's, I'm easy to find. Okay, great. <laughs> unique name, um, unique performer. You guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll be black next time. Yes. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs>